welcome everybody to the Sideline Junkies podcast. We are excited to turn a new leaf tonight. Uh, our show, formerly known as the Redskins Perspective, our, we've changed the show name to now the DC Sports Rundown. What you think about that, KG? Oh, you know, I love it. I love it. So, give you a little insight on why we changed the name. Um, we, you know, we talk about a little bit of everything. And yes, the Redskins are a big part of the conversation. Um, and they're still probably the number one talked about sports team in the town. And we'll get to that later on in the show. But because we talk Wizards, because we talk Nationals, Mystics, Capitals, so we wanted to include everything in one show. So that's what we're doing. DC Sports Rundown. Welcome. It is presented by the Sideline Junkies. And the Sideline Junkies is created and distributed with Anchor FM. We appreciate it. Um, our new uh, way of doing things, you know, Skyping and recording our calls and, you know, just doing the podcast like that is working out way better than it was on Anchor. So we just had a lot of problems on Anchor, you know, just just keeping just keeping connection. <laughs> so, you know, we we like to we like to take y'all along on the journey. So what we do is we, we record on Skype, then post it to uh, Anchor. It sounds better. We can record and uh, control more of the noise and it's uh it's actually pretty good. So with, with that being said, let's jump into the show. We're going to, of course, start off with the Washington Redskins falling to 1-6 on the season, losing 9-0 to, to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, sloppy game. Uh, I don't think, if, if you know football, this is the type of game, you know, when you saw the field, when you saw the rain, this is kind of what, what you expected. Whoever made the most of their opportunities were going to win the game. And, and the Redskins didn't make the most of their opportunities, KG. Not at all. Um, one thing I can say, though, uh, this has been the only game going into the fourth quarter where they were actually in it. They had a chance to win it. And they squandered it away. Uh, a late fumble by AP killed any hopes. Uh, but that, you know, it was a wet football, wet field. That's not something he does on a regular basis. Um, the play calling upset me because, yes, it was wet. It was sloppy. Uh, but guess what? You knew it was wet this morning. Everybody should have had uh, – Removable cleats, and if you, you, you you've been around football enough, you know what I mean—the ones where you can change the length of the cleats on your shoes. And the middle of the field was fine; it was the outside, so the receiver should have been changing things. And they did not. They they made adjustments. They ran the ball very well, eighty-one yards from Adrian Peterson, but they refused to pass the ball. San Francisco in the second half showed that they could pass the ball in this rain. So obviously it was possible. That's why I was disappointed at. KG, I, I think of something we talked about. This is probably a few shows ago where I, I, I don't know what the NFL was doing, but it was something where Jimmy Johnson was talking. I don't know if it was great at games, but he was talking about the Cowboys 49ers game. I, don't, I can't remember it had to be the NFC Championship, I'm thinking. And how bad the field was. I, I can't remember if it, what game it was. I want to say it was the playoffs. But he was talking about how bad the field was and how they game plan around how bad certain portions of the field was and were calling certain plays because they knew that part of the field was bad and trying to get an advantage. You remember that? Remember that conversation? Yeah, that was uh, what was that? That was um, the '94 playoffs actually when that's, they played in the rain. That's 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 what I want to say. It was like the '94. No. Was it not? No, it was a year the Cowboys won. So, so that was '95, '93. 
let me talk about this. Sunday morning, they said Josh Norman was going to be inactive. And immediately I hit you because I was like, I don't remember Josh Norman getting hurt. And you didn't either. So it's like, I would like to see this defense without 24 on the field and not a slop fest game, you know, where, where it's a normal game, not, not raining all day. You know, no, everybody's not slipping and sliding because I actually think the defense will play a whole lot better without him on the field. They play amazingly well without him yesterday. Because uh, because now you don't have a glaring hole on the field. Because if you think for a second these coaches aren't coming in here game planning against lighting twenty four up, you you're sadly mistaken. You know what? I if if we're gonna give out game balls, which I don't think we should, I think it's just a a, a, a pat on the back for a job well done. My man, Troy Apke coming in the game, relieving Monte Nicholson, who hurt his ankle. And when he came into the game and said he's going to get a pick, somewhere in this game he's going to get a pick. I didn't think it was going to be three plays down the line, but he got a pick, and it was perfect. He came over the top and picked it right off. But we could not put any points on the board. If we would have scored a touchdown, the con- the, 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 the tone of the game would have changed, the complexion of the game would have changed. So. That's all that was needed was those little bit of points. And we could not score. We couldn't even get three. Yeah. Yeah. They beat us with three field goals. Bro, when when you saw the game, you saw the field, we already knew it was going to be that type of game. And like we said, they had their opportunities, the AP fumble. You know, you you can't let the ball go in that situation. He knows that. He knows they squandered away an opportunity. It was going to be just an ugly game who wanted it more who executed and you know like I said you know three field goals shoot if if you know two field I thought two field goals was going to win it you know if you got two field goals on the board I don't think anybody was going to get in the end zone it was just that bad the field was that bad you know it, it just it's just a game like that dictating um you know how to how to play the game is now. You you in a dome somewhere. Of course, it's going to be back and forth, and you know everybody got footing and everything. It's going to be a perfect you know perfect scenario, but this wasn't. So you you gotta you gotta play with the cards dealt. You know it, it is what it is. Well, you know what I'm gonna say this, and most people don't know it, but. They said it before the game, and this is always happens. When you know inclement weather is coming, you tarp the field. And they tarp FedEx Field every Friday night. That field is tarped until about 10.30 Sunday morning. That's when they start rolling the tarp off. The rain was coming down so heavy yesterday that even if – and they had just uncovered the field, and it turned into a pigsty. It, it was that muddy. But that type of grass, even with the drainage, I mean, with it, as much rain that came down yesterday, what, it was what nothing. Drainage? What they drainage? They got drainage. You know, you know, after uh, 2012, they redid the whole field. I, they redid know, the drainage system and everything. I know. I know, and it still looks like garbage. It still looks <laughs> it, like hard garbage. It really does. It just it doesn't make any sense. You go to other fields throughout this league, and you just don't see that. I mean, it was raining. Don't get me wrong. It was coming down. But that wasn't no torrential downpour. That you, wasn't, you know, you know, it wasn't that. You know why other fields look totally, totally different? Some of them don't even use real grass. But the ones that do use real grass, they have a staff that t- tends to the grass. 24-7, 365. It's always someone there. Bro, checking. but. You don't think you don't think they they have that at FedEx? I know they don't, because you know why? Think, it wouldn't look like that if they did. I and I'm not saying that as an excuse. I'm saying that's what should be happening. I think they do, but I think when we're talking about the Redskins organization, we're talking about everything as a whole being bad. 
the little right. things like like this being bad because almost what is it a month ago since our, our trip to RFK? Mm-hmm. We we looked in the front of the gate. You can see that you can see down in the field. It was just like like they just planted the grass. Mm-hmm. Like the, like somebody was on the field sowing grass in. That's how pretty that field looked. And you you know I know FedEx is you know seven is what how many home games have they had three? I think so because I think all uh, most of the home games the second half of the season. Yeah, three home games in, and you know it's going to take wear and tear. It's a professional field, but it's just some things. It's just ridiculous. It it really is. It it, it, it like I said. That much water on the field, it's just crazy. Like I said, it, it just wasn't – for me, it just wasn't enough rain to justify people sliding 10 yards. Yeah. I, I just It just wasn't. It, you know, it just wasn't for me. So, um, some quick stats. Uh, Case Keenum, 77 yards, three sacks. Uh, Adrian Peterson, 20 carries off, uh, 81 yards. And, of course, the fumble, fumble lost. Uh, nothing else to note. You know, you say Troy Apke, the interception, uh, Kerrigan and Sweat, half a sack each. Uh, that's pretty much it. it uh, no, Spence, one sack. Other than that, just a messy, nasty game. And like I said, ladies and gentlemen, you're talking about Bill Callahan's second game, trying to, to change the culture, change the attitude of six years of nonsense mm-hmm. six years of the bar the bar not even being low the bar is not even raised the bar is on the ground it's been on the ground so long it's buried so you're not going to get a complete change of scenery and and that's like your grass in your yard being completely dead and you water it one day expecting it to sprout green the next day it's not going to happen it's a process. You got to plant the seeds. And I think everybody knows Bill Callahan isn't going to be a long-term coach, but I see subtle changes. I do. I see subtle changes, little things. Just And, and little things count. Um, they were penalized seven times yesterday uh, <laughs> to, the, to the 49ers, too. One turnover. But I just... I think the commitment to the run, they went and got the fullback to help out with the run. And that's something that's been missing in this offense since Jay Gruden's first season. Yeah, but you can't you can't pin that on Jay. Jay's not his his offense doesn't include a fullback. And you know what? I understand that, but when he got here, you had Alfred Morris, you had. Darrell Young. Darrell Young was one of the best young fullbacks in the league because not only could he block, he could catch out of the backfield. What he what Jay said he wanted in his backs to be able to catch out of the backfield. He could run the ball, hence the game that he had three rushing touchdowns. He could, he was a utility fullback. He could do it all. But because he wasn't in your system, he didn't fit your grand scheme. But you let a talent like that walk. Bro, they... they... Now, but hold on. Now, this is something that you always say. Whatever happened to tailoring, you're not making people fit your offense, tailoring your offense around the people that you had. I would have used D.Y. in many different ways. But, but, but you're he talking did. about Jay. You're talking about Jay Gruden. We're not talking about. We're talking about somebody that should have never been a head coach. We're talking about a lifetime coordinator here. This is what you're talking about. This is this is. We're not talking about Mike Shanahan. We're not talking about Joe Gibbs. We're not talking about Sean Payton, Bill Belichick. We're not talking. We're not talking about somebody. That is a good NFL coach. Okay, we sit back as fans based off what we've seen. You've had greatness here in Joe Gibbs. You've seen greatness in other teams, Jimmy Johnson in his division. 
You've seen um, Parcells. You see Belichick now. You see Sean Payton doing what they're doing in uh, New Orleans, tailoring the offense to Teddy Bridgewater. So we, 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 we know Teddy Bridgewater can't do what Drew Brees does. It's, it's, it's two different people. You're talking about a Hall of Fame quarterback versus a journeyman quarterback getting a second chance after I, I, blowing the knees out. I, I don't know about calling him a journeyman because he's he, he if if he left, he would still be he's still better than at least 15 starters in his league. I, okay, Kaepernick is better than 15 starters in the league, but you put him on Jay Gruden's offense and he's not going to do anything. If he, no, because he's going to handcuff. Exactly. If you if, if if Jay was still here, somehow they had got a hold of Teddy Bridgewater. It wouldn't be the same. You would still have the same offensive problems that you had with Jay Gruden. Now Teddy Bridgewater, you know, having the arm he has and and and, and, and you know, just the experience, he might make a few plays for you every now and again. But for the most part, you're talking about somebody like, look, this is the offense I run. You need to learn this offense, and then we're going to run this. Instead of, I right, look, I've been watching tape on you. I, I see what you like to do. I see when you're successful, when you throw passes under 20 yards, or, you, you know, you throw middle of the field very well. You don't throw the out routes very well. Fitzpatrick. <laughs> you, you go back and watch tape on Ryan Fitzpatrick any year, any team. I don't know if it's him getting tired. He could throw the ball down the field with the best of them sometimes. And then sometimes he throw the ball down the field and it just hangs. Other times he's throwing the out route to the sideline. He did it uh, Sunday against Buffalo. He threw an out route to the sideline. It just hung there. And the next play, I think they picked it off. He did, he did it again or a few plays later. It had to be a few plays later because it was a penalty and something happened and backed up the Dolphins. But that, so why would I if, if I know I have a quarterback with these limitations, then you can't Chad Pennington with the Jets. This is my this is my like ultimate go-to. He's a West Coast quarterback. He is not gonna burn you with no deep ball. Whoa, 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 whoa. Before the shoulder injury, you know he could. He could burn you with the deep ball. But he had that shoulder injury. Unlike Drew Brees, he didn't heal very well from it. He had no oomph on his ball after the surgery. Got to call not, a spade a spade. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, you know. But like I said, he he turned into – I don't think – I, I, I want to say before the shoulder, shoulder surgery, he wasn't – no, he wasn't – he still wasn't top – he was uh, middle of the pack. Yeah, no, he was yeah, middle of the pack. That's what I'm saying. He he wasn't no. We we're not talking about Jeff George, um, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Matt Stafford, <laughs> Matt Stafford type. You're talking about middle of the pack, and then the surgery put him to the back of the pack. Yeah, so, it put him at the end. Yeah. So but you know. Now we knew he could throw the deep ball. I mean, he threw the deep ball at Marshall. He threw it to Randy Moss. Yeah. That's all they did was go deep. Yeah, but it's when you got Randy Moss, you just got to throw the ball up. Hey, you talking about Randy Moss? We, you know, even in college, when you have a certain, sometimes you just throw it up, and I don't think they do it enough for Terry McLaurin. I don't think they do it enough for him. Just throw the ball. You, he's a playmaker. You lucked up on a third round receiver that looks like he is a true threat at number one, and boy has it all. It's so my thing is, and I've said this on the show multiple times. Have you seen them run a wide receiver screen to Terry McLaurin? Nope. Have you seen them run one of the the? Uh, it's I want it, It's a screen, but the 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 pick play. Nope. It's kind of the same thing, but this is what I'm talking about. Why in in, in around? Have you seen them run that to Terry? No, they keep running it to Steven Sims. That's all they give the ball to. That's the only receiver that runs the ball to Sims. And I, and like I he, understand and I, I understand Steven Sims has playmaking ability, but but I'm doing everything in my power to get because if Terry McLaurin gets going, 
the off I'm telling you, the offense is going to open up because you go back to the Patriot game, one of the best corner, if not the best corner in the league, Stephon Gilmore, played back off of, off of uh, Terry McLaurin. He played back off of him because he's, everybody watched the tape and saw what he did. So I'm just saying. I, I just don't think he's involved in the offense. I know you want to get AP started, run AP. That's fine. But when you have somebody that can break the top off the defense like Terry McLaurin can, I think you're underutilizing him because I'm the last, you know, his last big game, he had four catches, 100 yards. He did have a touchdown. He had two touchdowns because I got him in fantasy. Okay. My thing is, if you <laughs> this man should be get. I, I I would like to go back to that game and see how many targets he had. He he needs to have at least ten targets a game. Agreed. Agreed. Ten targets a game. I'm telling you that'll open up the offense for everybody else. But <sighs> KG, we got to move on. DC Sports Rundown. We're going to take a break. We got to get to the other squads in the city. We got to talk about the Nationals game one tomorrow in Houston. Scherzer on the mound. We got to talk about the beginning of the, the Wizard season and uh, that squad, and, and of course, a little bit of Mystics. So stay with us. We're going to take a quick uh, break, listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the DC Sports Rundown. I'm your host, BJ, uh, the host KG, and we're back. We're going to talk. We're going to start off by saying, sending a big congratulations to the Washington Mystics, a hard-fought series with the Connecticut Sun, winning that series 3-2 on their home floor. Nothing better than the sweet taste of victory at home to bring the first title for the Mystics and another title for DC. Congratulations, ladies. Like like I said on Saturday, you know, first of all, congratulations again, ladies. We need to get that banner up that says Title Town USA. What do you think about that? That's what I want to know. What do you think about Title Town USA being DC? I think I think before you can label yourself title town, you, one of the teams have to win multiple. Now, if the Nationals go out here and win the World Series, the World Series is a big deal. All right? You had the Capitals two seasons ago win the Cup. The Mystics this year win the title. Now, I think if... Oh, hold on, hold on. Don't sleep on it. The Washington Valor won an arena bowl. Okay, I'm sorry, Washington Valor winning the Arena Bowl, but I think to be Title Town to to because when you think of Title Town, you think of the Yankees, multiple championships, year dominant year dominant decades. So it, it has to be, yeah, it has to be on the kind of on the same level here. Now the Mystics win again next year, the Capitals in contention again. Now you can start talking about it. But I think you can need. I think you need multiple parades by one of the one of the squads to even enter that conversation. Now, this is just a. I'm just gonna throw this out there. You know, this is just an add-on that I just thought about. What if our local XFL team, the DC Defenders, win the XFL championship this year? I mean, that would be great. But the teams that matter in this area. And I said we was going to talk about that. We'll maybe talk about that at a little end of the show. The Redskins are barely holding on to number one. And we'll talk about that. Then I think next is a Capitals town. Then the Nationals. Those are your top three. And I think the Nationals, I don't want to say are overtaking the Capitals because the Capitals sell out and are red every home game. Mm-hmm. 
So it's hard for me to to give that to him. But I think if they win the World Series, were you ranking titles as far as the sports leagues? The Super Bowl is number one. The I think the NBA championship is number two. No, no, no. Let me back up. Let me back up. NFL Super Bowl is definitely number one. That's the number one title of all the sports leagues. I'm going to say the World Series is number two. The World Series, winning the World Series, that's the number number two. The NBA Finals, number three. Stanley Cup, four. What do you think? I can agree with that. I, okay. I think the, I think the World Series, well, you know, the, the Super Bowl is the most watched television uh, sporting program, of you know every year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and if you want to talk ratings numbers, depends on who's in the World Series, the ratings are up, and depends on who's in the NBA Finals, the ratings are up. Exactly. So because it, if it doesn't, go ahead. I'm sorry, but for this World Series, I don't think the numbers are going to be out of the roof as far. If it was the Yankees and the Nationals, which I was hoping for, I know you was, I know you was, but you know, we'll go ahead and throw some ice water on that kill those dreams. You know, yeah, gotta disinfect the bacteria with some cold and get it ice cold. <laughs> but now, nah, um, I, let me touch on this for a second. I was saying the Redskins, number one in the town. They've been number one in the town since I was born. Okay. So you are almost 40 years. And before that, this is a Redskins town, okay? But they have managed Dan Snyder, Bruce Allen, to let go that number one spot. Now, do I have a clear cut of who's going to take it, Nationals or the Capitals? I don't because the Wizards are nowhere near close. I'm going to say Caps. I want to say Caps too, but if the Nationals win the World Series, I, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put them I'm gonna put them both at number two. But I think I don't think I know that this is 2019 October 2019. The Washington Redskins have lost their grip on this town just because of the just the blunders the last 20 years, the last 20 plus years. Hmm. Well, that's true. You know, this team hasn't won a Super Bowl since what? What is it? Ninety-two. January nineteen ninety-two, the ninety-one season. That was the last time they won over ten games. And, and that's that's just crazy. <laughs> that is and insane. I, and I go on a rant about Buffalo all the time, and I, I'll say that for another show. I'm not gonna bend y'all ear about Buffalo on the DC Sports Rundown. I'm not gonna do it. But I say this all the time. When you set the bar low, and we're going to talk about the Redskins, when you're con- con- consistently losing to the Cowboys, the hell with the Eagles and the Giants. When you're consistently losing to the Cowboys, you can't muster up a 10-win season. Oh, 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 a season over 10 wins. There's no season you can maybe go back to RG3's rookie year where you can say they were kind of dominant, because they were kind of dominant on offense, RG3's rookie year. Um, but there's no season you can go back and say, hey, they were dominant. Like, nobody wanted to come to FedEx. You can't say that. You can't really say that in the Dan Snyder era. When you, when you, you born, you've, you've had Redskins fans have kids that's never seen this team win anything. <laughs> Never. Don't, all they know is that all they know is that their pops and their moms, aunts, uncles wear redskin stuff, so they redskin fans. Mm, mm, mm. And you, you know, it's human nature to be want to be part of a winner, to want to be a part of what's talked about all the time, and that's where you sprout in this area, the Dallas Cowboy fans. You know, never been to Texas. Mm-hmm. Never stepped foot in AT&T Stadium. Couldn't tell you the hell with the players from the 90s. They couldn't tell you who's on the roster now. Besides <laughs> Dak, Ezekiel Elliott. 
<laughs> you know something. You be like, man, did you you go to a, a cowboy fan that's already be like, man, that PD Pablo man had 12 catches yesterday, man. He looked good. And they be like, man, man, I like him, man. I like him. And it's just like, dude, come on, man. Like, but I, I'm gonna let you get it. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, you talking about this sports town. Um, growing up, mom's is a Redskins fan. As a kid, I remember six, seven years old, I had Redskins banners. I'm talking about 82 championship banners hanging on my wall. When they won in 87, I remember watching the Super Bowl with my mom. And every time the Redskins scored, she celebrated. I mean, it was amazing. I remember having the 87 banner hanging on the wall. I had the post of the the, the team picture of the 91 team hanging on my wall. I had that hanging on my wall until about, oh, 95, 96, when I figured out that things weren't going to be the same anymore. That's when I took it down. But I had that. And now my kids, I can't even give that to my kids. I can't even put things like that up to my kids. I mean, uh, my son's no Sean Taylor. And in their eyes, he's the greatest redskin of, of recent memory. I mean, that's a lot, but that's pretty much the extent. You know, they, they see the losing every week. They see the 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 the, the down. Every every year, the letdown. I just and most of these Dallas fans that are in this area, if you notice, most of them were born mid to late 80s. And grandparents were Dallas fans because a lot of the older folk became Dallas fans because the Redskins were the last team to integrate. So they became Dallas fans. So they became Dallas fans because of the time that you know, they started learning football. Dallas had started winning. I was a child of the 80s. I, I remember when Dallas used to lose. I remember they were they were good, but I remember when they went 1-15. I remember when they went 7-9. and nine. I remember when they were just bad. I remember Tom Lynch was the coach. But you can't tell a Dallas fan now that, you know, they, they're the next thing, the next greatest thing next to an egg white omelet, but... Uh, let's move on, man. Because I, I, I don't want to this. say let's let's move on because we we dedicated the first segment to the Redskins. Like I said, we could talk Redskins all night. So, uh, like I said, we 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 shouted out congratulations to the Mystics. Um, let's talk. I want to leave the Nationals for last. Um, okay. Shout out to the Capitals. The NHL season has started. They're six two and two. Uh, it looks like they play Calgary tonight in Calgary. So, um, I, I got to make the commitment to watch more, um, more hockey. I'm not allowed to watch hockey during the week. Why is that? I scared the kids because it was a, it was a game like last season and it was a tight one. It wasn't even a playoff game. It was a regular season game and it was tight and the cap scored. And I yelled so loud, I scared the kids. So I'm not allowed to watch during the week, you know, because I scared the children when they cap school. So okay, okay. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I got to make a commitment to watch some more more cap games because um, you know I definitely want to see them try to make a run again. You know, why they still got a, a, the nucleus still intact? I would like to see them get another title here and just you know. Send Ovi off the right way. I don't know how much longer he's got, but I would definitely like to see him put some more titles in the trophy case. So, and you know um, what? Saying that, I say we make a commitment before the end of this season to go to a Caps game. Ooh, boy. Ooh, I don't, wallet, I don't know if the wallet big enough for that. <laughs> I don't know if the wallet big enough for that, baby. I, but we 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 need to make it to a Caps game, Wizards game. We'll definitely be at some uh, Redskins games this season. So um, <laughs> yeah, tickets gonna be cheap. Yeah, man. We we made a pack since we went to the Texan game last year. Unfortunately, where Alex Smith uh, broke his leg, ankle, or whatever. You know, um, 
that you know we try to go to at least one game a year. So that's that's what we've been trying to do. But um, next up on the list, next up on the docket, let's talk a little wiz- Wizards. Let's talk a little Wizards. Um, Bradley Bill, to my surprise, signed a two-year, I think it was $76 million extension, 76 or $78 million since I was kind of surprised that he signed it. I thought he was going to wait to see, you know, it's a week, it's a week east. He's, you know, one of the better two guards in the East. I thought he was going to wait until maybe he, you know, made the All-Star game or, you know, I don't, I guess what, the All-Team come out at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think the All-Team, whether you make the first, second, or third team, affects your Supermax. I really thought he was going to wait on that because, you know, when once um, Tommy Shepard took over, he offered him a contract and so he's been sitting on that since what June-ish I want to say it was like June-ish they, they offered him that contract so to my surprise he signed it two years and I know you know everybody wants to say the right thing and you know he's the, him and John was at the game when the Mystics won uh, the Capitals won a couple years ago now they see the fever with the Nationals but let me tell you something ladies and gentlemen this Washington Wizards team will not be competing for a championship in the next two years. Mm. It won't happen. Strong words. It will not happen. I've said this over and over again. John, take your time. Come back 100% healthy. This experiment is over. The John Wall Bradley Bill experiment is over. Okay. I've been saying also for a long time with this team, they're going to have to do what Golden State did. No one wants to come here. No one's going to come here. You're going to get the White Howards of the world. You're going to get the DeMarcus Cousins of the world that are on their last leg and need to come here for a season to prove themselves. And Dwight mm-hmm. Howard didn't even do that. He just landed himself in L.A. because of DeMarcus Cousins' injury, and he could possibly get a championship run. Possibly. So... Now, don't get me wrong. I like the squad they're putting out. I think the upside for Isaiah Thomas, everybody, oh, Isaiah Thomas, he's run down, keep getting hurt. Look, Isaiah Thomas got something to prove. Okay, Isaiah, Bradley Bill, Hachimura, Troy Brown Jr., then Thomas Bryant. I love Thomas Bryant. I think, for me, the ceiling for this team, they're fighting for a seventh spot. That's the ceiling. I go, let's say six. I'll give them six. That's the ceiling. They're fighting for a six spot. This is everybody being healthy. This is Hachimura playing his ass off. This is Isaiah Thomas playing his tell all. This is Bradley Bill taking the next step to become a superstar because he's not that right now. Okay? Ladies and gentlemen, don't get me started on the Washington Wizards. Because I, I will I can go. All right. I can go. This team is this team is nowhere this team is nowhere near. Like I said, you know, Brad said everything right. You know, he wants to bring it to DC. I understand that. And I think how do I say this without insulting Wizards fans, insulting Bradley Bill? Scott Brooks said something to me that was very, very troubling. And it goes, it's not just the Wizards. I think this is throughout sports period, especially the NBA. He said, I think he, I want to say he said Brad was one of the, if not the best two guard in the league. Did you hear what I said, KG? Yeah, I heard what you said. I'm waiting for you to finish. I just want to make sure you somebody heard it. Okay, don't get me wrong. Brad Bill's a good two-guard. But to anoint him the best two-guard in the league, I think you're getting a little ahead of yourself. Just True. a little bit. And my best, tablet. And my best Russell Westbrook voice. Man, y'all true. And, and, and don't, I don't want to say it like he's a terrible player. But I've said, I said it last season, Without John there, 
I felt like Brad had a whole lot of room to do way more. I felt like he could put up hard and numbers without John there. Now, everybody got to take stepping stones. And I, and I want to see it this season. I want to know if he's going to get in the Ferrari and cruise 30 miles an hour with the top down or if he's going to push it to the floor until the, the engine catch fire. That's, that's the Bradley Bill I want to see. That's the Bradley Bill I have yet to see. Okay? When you're the number one school and Scott Brooks is giving you the green light to do anything, shoot wherever you want, I need to see more than 26 points a night. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just not going to work for me. This man right now with this team should be averaging at least 35. Mm, I agree because he got the green light to just go ahead and put it up. He, he got the green light to put it up, KG. It's no reason why he shouldn't be averaging 35. Now, look, I understand you can't wear somebody out, but like I said, we I went back. I don't know what show it was. I went back and I counted how many, I think, 30-point and 40-point games Bradley Bill had last season while John Wall not there, while he had the green light, and the team they put on the floor for him to not have the 30-point and the 40-point games he didn't have. I mean, we're talking about single digits. I want to say, if I remember correctly, he had one or two 40-point games in the stretch I'm talking about. When John went down, I think it was December last year, to the end of the season, I think he had one or two 40-point games. You're not going to tell me a pure score only had one or two 40-point games when I'm watching Harden in Houston. Now, it's going to be different for Harden this year because he got Westbrook there. But I'm watching Harden drop 40 nightly. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I have, I have an issue with the Wizards. Um, I've had an issue ever since Brad Nim got knocked out of playoffs and was, was talking crap to Boston the next round. Since they anointed themselves the best backcourt in the league and haven't won jack crap. I, I think that I was the curse. I, I, I have a problem with that. They that was the curse. Done, they haven't done anything. And even, even if you had a healthy John Wall, this team is no better than a, a fourth seed to get bounced out probably by the second round. And for the last time I tell you, I thought you were playing to get to the NBA Finals. That's the last time I checked. But like I just said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put my foot in my own mouth because you go if you listen to it, if you listen to the show, you're gonna say, well, Brian, you just said Bill Callahan's only his first year. Yes, Tommy Shepard, this is his his baby now. No more Ernie Grunfield. This is his first year. He needs time to build. I love the Hachimura pick. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love Thomas Brown. I think they really have some pieces. Troy Brown Jr. I love the pieces they have. Um, I wish Tommy Shepard was in control earlier because I still wanted to see Wade Poppy here. He should have never did never trade a Kelly Oubre Jr. Never. He was a faster, more athletic auto porter with a shot developing. So yeah, I, I that's the trade I wouldn't have made. You got rid of the, the fake tough guys or fake tough guy and, and uh Marquise Morris. Is he gone? Yeah, he's gone. Fake yeah, gangster. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, him and his brother, fake tough guys. So got rid of the, you don't need that. But I think they have a nice athletic team that can run. Isaiah Thomas, you know, back practicing from the thumb injury. Good to see. And I, I want to see what they can do. Like I said, for me, their ceiling is the seventh seed. This is everybody, everybody working together, everybody playing, no, no injuries. And we're talking about a week east. So that tells you what I think of what they have. A lot of people, you know, you're going to get a chance. Uh, you're going to get a chance to see what Troy Brown Jr. can do. 
Hachimura. I'm waiting to see that. I don't want to see it against, you know, the J- Japan teams. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I want to see it against the Hawks, the Sixers, the Knicks. I want to see that. I don't care about anything else. You can look good wherever else. I need you to look good at NBA here. So, <laughs> what's your ceiling for the Wizards, KJ? I know I've been I've been talking to Storm. Talk to me. What, what are your expectations for the Wizards? Well, I talked about it on Saturday. Um, expectations low, but barring any major injuries, and even without John Wall, anything under 50 wins is a bust. And I, I mean, if they win 50, they go 50 and 32. I, and I think I threw it out there. I said 50 and 31. So anything under 50 is a bust because you don't have to worry about Kawhi Leonard. The first, uh, you, you only have to worry about Milwaukee. Uh, if Oladipo comes back, he plays same level he was playing before the injury. You have to worry about Indiana. Um, I think I named another team. It's like only three teams. So that you really have to worry about, but you got need to play everybody hard nose. I'm talking about put your foot on their neck and apply pressure. Don't just be like, oh no, this is little sisters of the poor. We don't we don't want to embarrass them, so we only gonna beat them by ten. No, beat them by forty six, and get them up out of there. That's the that should be the Wizards' motto this whole entire season. Put your foot on their neck and apply pressure. Don't hey, stop until you hear crack. Did I just hear you correctly? You're saying this team, you're expecting to win 50 games? It's possible. Barring any major okay. injury, it's possible. Yeah, I, I just don't, I just, I just don't have it. I got them scraping for 40. It's a weak East. And most of your games is East. I know, I know that, and that's what I'm saying. I have them scraping for 40 wins. I have them scraping, you know, 10th, 9th place. They, you know, they can get on a little hot streak like they did, you know, for a minute uh, uh, towards the end of the season trying to make a playoff run. Like I said, it all depends on Bradley Bill. If he's going to take over when they need him to take over and get buckets. But I I just 50, 50 wins, no. I would, I'm not giving them 40. I'm thinking. I'm thinking if they if they do anything, it's going to be backing into the playoffs. If they get hot, they might get to 40 wins. And 40 wins. I don't know. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I would like to know what the eighth seed record was in the East last year. But yeah, I just bro, I don't have them. I don't have them that high. I, I don't. Huh? <laughs> I, I, I just. I think. I just think they have a long way to go. I. I don't want to say a long way to go. I don't want to say that. Um. I'm trying to pull it up now. Of course, I. I can't pull it up on my. On my uh, machine here. Where did the East? Where did the East go? Oh. Here we go. I got it right here. I got it right here. This was the. 2018-19 season. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The Pistons made it at 41 and 41. Okay. So you're talking about the Nets now with Kyrie. They're gonna be a better team. You said Olo Depot. Mm-hmm. Pacers, even without Olo Depot, they can't beat the Pacers right now. The Celtics, they're gonna have a problem with the Celtics, the 76ers. The Raptors and the Bucks. are the the Raptors and the Bucks and the Raptors are the wild card. And don't forget, D Rose went to the Pistons. Mm. Don't forget the, the Knicks. Heat, uh... they, the Heat have Jimmy Butler now, so you're talking about they they have trouble beating the Hawks. You know, it, it's it's for me the Bulls. The Bulls, yeah. For me, this is a at best. They won. They won thirty. They went thirty-two and fifty last year. I'm saying thirty-nine, forty wins. That's that's my mark for them. Get scraping the AC, maybe getting the seven C if they get hot. Maybe getting the forty-two wins, but no higher than forty-two. 
Okay. And this is this is Brad staying healthy the whole entire season. Right. No injuries. Right. No injuries. No catastrophic no injury. In a in a week east, forty two wins is my max for them. Okay, so they win more than forty two. Uh, you want to put lunch on that? Yeah, I put lunch on that. Okay, we got it on record. I'll put lunch on that. Yeah, that's I'll a take. On that. That's a take. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on to our next um, and final final topic of the night, which are the World Series bound Nationals. Well, they're there now. They should be in Houston getting ready for game number one. This is the Nationals' first World Series trip. Uh, Max Scherzer will be on the mound against Cole in Houston. Uh, Scherzer, 2-0, 1.8 ERA. Cole, 3-0, 0.40 ERA. Mm. Over, under on the game is six and a half runs. Uh, the Astros are the favorite at home. Um, now, neither one of us are baseball aficionados. But from everything I'm hearing, everything, you know, you read, the Nationals have four good starters. Uh-huh. If, That's true. If, if Max Strasburg and uh, is it Corbin? Yeah, I think it's Corbin. Yeah, Corbin's going to start game three at home. And then Strasburg, the next game is going against Verlander. So it's going to be a very interesting series. But if Washington can somehow take one of the, because the, the format is 2 3 2. If mm-hmm. Washington can steal a game at Houston, win two home, go back to Houston, only need to win one game, I think they're going to be, in, I think they can put themselves in a good position. <laughs> you know what? I never thought I'd say this, but I would love to see the Nationals sweep the Astros. You're just saying that because they beat your Yankees. I would say that if <laughs> it was anybody other than the Yankees. I want to see the Nationals sweep. Because it, think it about would be it. sweet. It would be sweet. Think about it. Think about what they've been through. You move on from Bryce Harper, who's still salty, by the way. But you move on from him, and you eliminate Philly, which everybody thought, you know, that was going to be the highest of highs. You go to the ALDS, you win it. Then you go to the ALCS. Wild card. I'm sorry. Remember, they had the wild card first. Right. And they beat the Brewers. Then they go to the DS and beat the Dodgers in L.A. Then you go to the NLCS. You sweep that. Nobody had you getting this far. But you did it without Bryce Harper. You did it while everybody was saying, you know, this is not a complete team. This is a train wreck. Yada, yada, yada. Look where they are. How, how can you not root for this team? They playing with house money. They were not no supposed to be here. Not at all. And you know what? Back. They, you know what they proverbially did. They, they were knocking on the door during the wild card. They got tired of knocking and they kicked the son bitch down. That's what happened. That type I, of I, attitude. Oh, I truly thought when they won Game Five in L.A., you could see like a weight shift off of their shoulders. Because when they got to the NLCS against the, the Cardinals, it was like they were having a party every game. They were so loose. And I hope they bring the same thing to the World Series because no one expected them to be here. This is y'all shot. Go out there and take it from Houston. I would love to see them come back to D.C. To, up to nothing. Now, I'm not going to discredit Houston because they have a good squad. Ask the Yankees pitching. They have a good squad. So, 
they're going to they're gonna make some noise too. They're not the World Series by accident. So Washington, they're going to have to come to play, and I, I, know, I know they will. I know they will. They've come too far not to. But it would be awesome, and I would love to be there for a World Series parade. Yeah. I, I'll so, give you that. I'd love to be there for a World, World Series game. Uh, how much are the tickets, you know? I haven't even looked at it yet. I want to wait until after game one and then check it out. I mean, we can always uh, hop a plane and see if we can get one in Houston. It seemed like it's cheaper when we leave out of the area. It was cheaper to go see the Mystics in Connecticut than it was to see them here. It was $61 in Connecticut. It was $500 here. I think I saw something on the news the game three at Nationals Park standing room was seven fifty. Jesus. That's standing room only, seven fifty. So yeah, we're gonna need some media credentials. <laughs> Sideline junkie. We need to get in there. But nah, seriously, I can't wait. I cannot watch regular season baseball. I can. But for me, I can sit down and watch a whole game of playoff baseball. And I've done it with the Nationals throughout the playoffs. I haven't watched every game, but I come home like the the, the game for clincher. I came, I came home. Actually, I was watching it. Don't tell nobody. I was watching it on 495 coming home. <laughs> so I had, I had it on the phone, had it up on the dashboard, and, you know, transferred it to the house when I got here to watch that. But I, I'll definitely be uh, watching it. What is this? When is game? Game three is Friday. Game four is Saturday. So Saturday, Sunday, we'll be watching. Uh, we'll be watching. Or I'll be watching the Nationals on TV. Have me some good grub, something to drink. And, yeah, sit down and watch the National, National Weekend. Other other than maybe going to Kebab Palace. That's it. I might go to Kebab Palace and bring that back here. They don't even uh, have the Washington Nationals. They only had tickets on sale yet for uh game three. Hmm. It okay. says no 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 tickets available. I mean, they you know, be, no um nothing they, available. They might be sold out because I like I said, I thought one of the news stations were running something where they were showing you how much the tickets were. So I wouldn't be surprised if they already sold out. You might have to go to where are you at? Ticketmaster? Ticketmaster. Might have to go to StubHub and look around and just to see if anybody reselling them, but but uh, you know. KG, you got anything else you want to bring to the table before we head out of here? Uh I'm gonna enjoy my lunch from you when the Wizards win 42 games. Cause all they need <laughs> all I need to do is win 42, even though they'll win 51. No, um, I said their max for me would be 42. So they have to win 43. Okay, that's 43. That's all I, They're going to win 51, so I'm good. Um, um, I'm happy for the Nationals. I can't wait until the World Series. I haven't been interested in the World Series in quite some time. Uh, as you can guess, my Yankees haven't made it in quite some time. Um, I, I don't have any, any words for Redskins and, you know, do better. If you knew better, you do better. But um, hey, go Nats. That's where I'm at right now. Go Nats. Go Caps. That's where I'm at right now. Oh, we're gonna get out of here. I'm Brian. That's KG, and I'll leave you with this parting shot. This is uh the sideline junkies, our DC sports rundown, and I'll leave you with this. The Yankees win. The Yankees win. Wish they have won in a long time. So happy to see them. You, you know what? You know what? Hold on. <laughs> I, I I remember one point in time, it was a uh, ALCS. And if I'm not mistaken, it was Boston. This is around the time before we had a team in, in Washington. So BJ was a Red Sox fan. I remember I called him about 1230 when the Yankees beat the Red Sox and he cussed me out and didn't talk to me for a week. 
Yeah. So let's let's not dredge up old memories because I got a lot of hurtful ones for you, sir. I'm just saying, you sound like a cowboy fan now. We, we digging up 95, you know, 95, <laughs> 94. <laughs> I mean, how deep is this shovel rolling? Okay, it's okay. I mean, which, which y'all won the title in 2009, right? Yeah, man, it's been 10 years. This is the first time we haven't showed up in the in the, uh in the World Series in a decade since what what did they say? Uh the 1910, something like that. I gotta look the stat up. But it's the first time in 10 years. In a 10 year span that they didn't show up in the World Series. Well, we'll talk we'll talk some more baseball in another show. But right now, I'm BJ. That's KG over there, Sideline Junkies, DC Sports Rundown. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, look forward to every week. We're talking all DC sports teams. Uh, We're out of here. Take it. We'll holler. We'll holler. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show ID, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.